Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. We are in another episode of Mavens Do It Better. And I'm super excited today to have on a lovely fella named Logan Avant, who is the founder and CEO of Kobo Bottle and also uh, Wild Swell. I'm going to make sure to say that right. And um, we, gosh, we met a while ago in Oceanside, California, one of my favorite places where my mom and dad have been going for years. And we met at one of the Thursday markets when you had a booth there. So Logan, why don't you say hi to everybody? Hey there, everybody. <laughs> happy to be here. Yeah, happy to be having a conversation with you. And uh, like I was saying before, before we hopped on here, it was uh, one of those experiences of meeting Heather was, uh, it was profound and full of joy, to be quite frank. <laughs> uh, we were, I think, uh, chatting and hugging and taking pictures together in the first minute or two that we met somehow. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I think... Um, value has had there in every conversation we've had since so yeah yeah absolutely yeah. well awesome well yeah and you know uh the the bottles are so cool and i, I bought one which was great you know so this market you know yeah. logan had a had a booth and uh with with their products and stuff and so i got to learn a little bit more about where that started and came from and in in the meantime since we met a while ago um you know you have this wonderful new organization foundation as well that has come about so you've got all kinds of cool things going on so tell everybody a little bit about kobo and how um how that came about sure yeah it actually um it actually started with wild swell okay uh, oh, i didn't know that okay uh, yeah. yeah, about two years ago, and I had this idea um, while I was living in New York, um, and then shortly thereafter, I was in Greenwich, Connecticut area for about a year and a half, and I was working in Fortune 500 Ops Finance. I was the controller for all of the manufacturing facilities uh, for Danone, the Danone Group in North America. And so I had been in manufacturing of food for about 10 years with that company. Wow. And uh, I was sort of done. Um, mm. We were talking, you know, what a great company, especially now. They're the largest B Corp in the world. Um, and they're actually now one of my clients, too, um, oh. after the acquisition of a company called White Wave, mm -hmm. which makes all the silk milk products, silk products. Oh, and sure. Dairy alternatives that you see out there on the shelf. So, anyway, I left the company and took a sabbatical for about a year. Bought a house in San Diego, Oceanside, California, a couple of years ago, and I had this idea that I would start a company that produced products that gave back to the world and to the people. And uh, its its mission was really to improve the quality of all things that it touched through its value stream from sourcing of raw materials, where it was produced, the culture of the companies that are producing it with us, and uh, the organizations that and the people that are impacted by uh, by the products, and then obviously uh, those customers that hold the product in their hand. And so, with that that in mind we developed uh went down the road of well what kind of product 
and what kind of ethos and culture do we want to shoot for? And we spent a year working on that, just that alone. And took us down two really formal directions, which was purpose and a beautiful product. And so it was clear to me at that point, we needed to create two organizations and two teams that focus their expertise uh, in, in each direction. And then we created an in-between to bridge those two organizations called uh, the Live, Give, Heal program. And so that's actually what you see on our products is Live, Give, Heal, uh, representing our sort of mantra, if you will, to live life to the fullest, give back to those in need, and heal the Earth's challenges. And so that program bridges the two companies and executes the projects of fundraising and uh, supporting through board involvement and so on with our partner, other nonprofit partner organizations that we support, like uh, an inner city boarding school that's tuition free in Chicago called the Ryan Banks Academy, to uh, an organization called Backyard Sports Cares in um, Westchester County, New York, that focuses on after school programs for uh, underprivileged or underserved, I should say. Uh, elementary and middle school students that the majority fall into the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also do a significant amount of work locally there in Oceanside, um, really around environmental awareness and some schoolhouse programs uh, that bring awareness to an, the environment and our impact every day uh, as humans, trying to think big about how to be smaller about our impact on the earth uh, every day and our choices that we make. So, you know, behind all that, it was uh, a lot of time spent with some really brilliant, in my opinion, brilliant people, much more brilliant than I, uh, putting these ideas together and willing to join me in this vision. And heck, here we are. We've got a product. It's making money. Yay. And it's some really, really rad projects. Um, and, you know, when you met, when we met, I think we might have launched our product two months prior to that. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And here we are. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, the, it, the products are gorgeous. And it's KoboBottle.org for those if yeah. you want to while you're listening check it out yeah they're they're just gorgeous and um and they're easy to use and wonderful you know (laughs) so that you know that's so great so i love i love mine and and i know you've come out with so many um sort of different designs now too which is super cool colors and all that kind of fun stuff just a little bit more just from a design innovation perspective but we're also um about to so even in the beginning, when we launched the product itself, we knew we didn't want to be a bottle company, right. which is a weird thing to say because it's Kobo Bottle and it is a bottle company. But really, the end game for us is so much bigger. It's building a collaborative network of customers, uh, merchants that off merchants and service providers for coffee, tea, smoothies, etc. Building relationships with them and our suppliers um, and the customers. So 
what I mean is, is we're about to enter into the tech and device and uh, app industry that comes with the bottle. Awesome. And so this was always the end game. So what you see now is just a small stepping stone to what's to come. And uh, we've now got investment dollars behind uh, with a group of really incredible investors that want to scale the business um, with us. But it's it's more of a long-term growth Right. And not, not blow this thing up for sale. It's more about building a commu- a real a real community among service providers in the, the Starbucks of the world, if you will, in the small coffee shops of the world, uh, coffee, tea, smoothie. And then also, you know, having your Kobo bottle app that you can open up and uh, see how many uh, credits that you've racked up using your bottle at each uh, service provider and coffee shop, if you will. And then you can drag and drop to donate those credits, which is actually money, um, into projects that you're passionate about. Wow. Yeah, Uh, this is the future in my opinion. I love it. No, I, I completely agree with you. I love that. I love that that micro exchange, you know, the micro, you know, it, it, you know, when blockchain and, and, you know, the, the digital currencies have come out, right. It was like, everybody was like, Ooh, what's that? That's scary. And that's weird gamer stuff, you know? But I, I love that we're in a place where we're thinking about that stuff, where we could give a donation, you know, easily from an app. And I love it that you're having it to where, so I bring my Coba bottle somewhere and because I use it, because I'm not using the paper and plastic of the place, but I'm using my sustainable bottle. I get credit for doing that. Oh, that is awesome. I love it. Yeah. It'd be with partnered merchants that, you know, imagine we don't have the solution developed yet and that's what we're working on now. And, Uh you know, I'm not afraid to uh, share undeveloped technology and ideas about this because in my opinion, this is, it shouldn't be a secret. Right. This should be what everyone is doing to make an impact. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if some other bottle company beats us to it, so be it. But I doubt that they are going to, they're going to take it down the road where it's not for them to make a billion dollars. It's right. for them to give a billion dollars and to make a billion impacts. Right. It's us. We're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And, um, it's uh, it's a very beautiful thing, and it's not so far fetched. I think oh. um, in the immediate future. That's amazing. We yeah. talk, talk. Will you talk about um, the partnership that you have with Plastic Oceans Foundation and and what they're doing? I know they're an amazing organization too. Will you talk about that a little bit? They are, yeah. So Plastic Ocean has uh, published a documentary a couple of years and a half, maybe ago now. Um, gosh, how time flies. And so we had made some donations to them back when just after production of, uh, or sorry, release of their beautiful documentary of Plastic Ocean. Uh, since then and since our involvement with them, uh, we've been working on uh, a few things, uh, which I don't know if you know, they're headquartered out of Malibu. Yeah. And yep. uh, Malibu took a pretty hard hit. Julie is out there, and her house actually burned during the fires. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, fortunate. Gosh. But yeah. I know, right? It's, yeah. Gosh. And, mm. uh, so, you know, things have kind of slowed down as they've 
focused efforts uh, towards some other 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 ventures outside of production of a new documentary, and so they've gone down this really cool route of developing a program for schools um, that is an entrepreneurship program that you can bring into a school. They're focusing on the state of New York and offer the uh, offer the students this program. And through that program, they'll sell sustainable things like bottles, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. And it shows how to build a business around sustainable products and uh, offers them the sort of an end-to-end map of how to do that and how cool that is to be able to access uh, students at a young age and show them that, yeah, okay, if you're dreaming big, dream big in a sustainable way on your future within, you know, your future occupation or maybe even the direction you want to go in uh, in the collegiate aspects of your further furthering your education. I love that. So they're, they're working on a program like that, that, uh, that program that we're, we're supporting them on, uh, but not quite as involved in the last few months as we were before. Sure. Oh, that makes sense. And so, I you know I you, we we've been talking about you know I run two businesses, you run two businesses. How do you find the life balance there, my friend? <laughs> oh man, it's three businesses now. So well, right. Have yes. So my clients, uh, I only take on clients that are benefit or B Corp or uh, currently and actively engaged in changing the game yeah and what i actually found out is that i was kind of good at consulting businesses on how to operate a little differently um and so danone uh hired me recently uh as a consultant to help them through a big integration as they acquired this plant-based food company Ah. Um, they're white wave and so I, I do projects like that. I also work on projects in other areas and industries. But uh, then you have Cobalt Bottle and Wild Swell. So how the heck – I don't – rigor around my schedule and respect for myself, if, I'm, if I may be frank. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, sure. got to make time for myself. If I don't have that, yeah. um, I'm lost, to be honest. And so every day – in the morning, um, I have a routine that I follow, one of one of a few, mm-hmm. that puts a smile on my face and uh, reinforces the fact that I can do it, whatever that is. Right, yeah. And um, probably much like you, I have uh, my, my day's schedule from about 7 in the morning to 9 at night, mm-hmm. scheduled out in blocks of 30 minutes. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. You know, sometimes uh, greater than an hour is, uh, it becomes, I think, that hour and 15 or hour and 20 minute mark, things aren't quite as productive as yeah. they were in the first hour. So I try and keep conversations as a rule to about an hour with follow-ups, uh, regardless of later in the day or the next day or what have you. Yeah. But really about that rigor of time management and that morning uh, and the end of the day commitment to myself yeah no i think we have to you know <laughs> it's just like uh, 
Yeah, and I do I do believe in the morning ritual. You know, I think I have a few as well, but I think that there's like a few certain elements that are the same, but I feel like that is a grounding element for me that I I have to, you know, click into or else I just don't make it, you know, and help. You know, I mean, you and I both have teams of people that we work with on different the different businesses and stuff. It, it's, it, I don't know, life is busy for everybody, you know, and there's a lot of noise in the world. So, yeah. Um, it keeps us level. I think, uh, you know, I either get in an early morning surf session, yoga yeah. session, or I'll uh, honestly just open the sliding door in my room and meditate listening to the birds for 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that really sets my uh, path for the day. That's awesome. Um, I was wondering, in uh, like, uh, where, are you so are are you from New York? Then where were you born? Oh no, you know, I am sitting in my aunt's office right now. Okay. Um, you know, something funny is she's got a picture on the wall of me naked in a bathtub. <laughs> of course she does. All all good aunts have that picture. Thing here, but you know, honestly. <laughs> I'm sitting in one of the houses that's been in my life for my entire life, which is almost 40 years now. So I'm about as close to home as I could be. But uh, I grew up in Texas in a little town called Port Arthur. It's on the border of Louisiana and uh, Texas. If you follow that border all the way down to you hit the Gulf of Mexico, that's where I grew up. Okay. Gosh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in New Orleans. I love that. I love that city. So I'm back there quite a bit. And uh and, and oh, it's such a good city, right? It's just such an eclectic mix of so many wonderful, amazing things. So yeah, I try and get down there a lot. Are you a Are you a music person? I know you're an outdoorsy kind of guy. Do you Are you a music head too? Or, like, I am yeah. music. You know, I'm really into the music. I don't somehow have the mind um, to keep up with like artists or names of songs and so on. <laughs> if, I don't. I don't even know. Like, I'll watch a movie and not know the name of it 10 minutes later. I'm one of those people. I don't follow sports or anything like that. But music is a huge part of my life, actually. I listen to uh, a lot of uh, uh, jazz music. I'll Mm. listen to, you know, something typically as soothing and and chill with a positive angle on it. Reggae is on the top for me. Yeah. uh, but Gabor Zabo is uh, an artist from the 60s that is uh-huh. just incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, my goodness. So as far as both organizations, how many folks are you, how many folks work with you? So total of, I think we've got 14 positions, two of them open. So right now we've got 12 folks spread out all over the U.S. Wow. That's Most of uh, them are in the San Diego County area. Sure, uh, got some in San Francisco. Uh, sorry, some in Mon- one in Monterey. You know, one in Orange County, four, five, five in San Diego County. Cool. Uh, a couple East Coast still. Yeah, gotta gotta have some people maybe out on the East Coast. That's a good thing. <laughs> I can't get enough. For the next portfolio of uh, talent and um, culture. Yeah. So much value brought from having um, a team of mixed cultures um, and upbringings and backgrounds and ethnicity. I think our team is 80 plus percent female 
Mm. And um, I think the majority of the team was born and raised in the Northeast New York or the Long Island area. Okay. That's awesome. That's right on. Yeah. And, you know, oh, oh, go ahead. All of them, surprisingly. Oh, what? All of them raised somewhere near the coast, surprisingly. Uh, I just realized that as we talked through it. Oh, yeah. There is something, an affinity of people who are raised on the coast, I think, you know, for sure. I mean, I was born in the Midwest, but I, like, raced to the coast at some point, so (laughs) I haven't looked back. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I know, so with Wild Swell, you know, you fund different philanthropic projects. Is there something going on that you can share? I know you shared a little bit about some of the education. Is there anything else that's coming up that you want people to know about that they can get involved in? Yeah, we've... We've really started to turn on the gas for um, a schoolhouse program. It's, it really is what I was discussing earlier that we were working on with a plastic ocean. And we had started with our own version of this that we executed up in Portland, Oregon uh, area, Lake Oswego. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that area. But oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a be- beautiful area of Oregon where we did a schoolhouse project. Essentially, instead of students doing fundraisers where they sell popcorn covered in sugar or candy they sell cobo bottles right okay Uh and um what they do is and we don't make any money off of these programs what we do is we give back all of our profits which is uh somewhere around 12 to 14 dollars depending on what the students ask for on how they want the bottle customized and so on and we just you know, we go through it, they sell a bunch of bottles, and at the end, we write them a check. And wow. they get to donate that money into the next year's academics or whatever programs that they have going on. And oftentimes, they want to because we offer them an option to support another organization. So they can, you know, hedge into that 12, let's call it dollars, and say, I want half of that to go to an underprivileged school in Chicago. And in fact, that. Lake Oswego School did choose to give 50% of the funds raised to Ryan Banks Academy, which was, gosh, such a beautiful thing because they're supporting students their own age that are underprivileged and sometimes without a home and sometimes in a very at-risk environment. And connecting that was one of the most beautiful things and powerful to show them that these products exist companies like Cobo bottle and wild swell exist and that they can be part of these organizations um and build them uh, mm-hmm. even later in life and so we try to uh really be integrated in that message that anything's possible and you can actually do good with your efforts every single day and when you build companies you can do very very good um, and I don't think that the last couple generations, I'm not suggesting that our pre, prior generations weren't thinking that way. I just don't know that we were as aware of the impact that we have uh, through the production and offering um, of products and goods. In, sure. In yeah, I mean, the well, life. the proof is that, you know, there's giant gargantuan balls of plastic in our oceans and our, you know it, it, the evidence is there to point to that right so not to point oh. any fingers but like where the heck did that come from <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. so. <laughs> and, you know, there's, this, there's this statistic that I, I read today um, that it takes a, approximately a thousand years 
for Mother Nature to create an inch of topsoil. Wow. And yet, pardon the background, uh, and it takes us, you know, we're just dumping stuff into Mother Earth's soils. Uh, And yet, at at the same time, it's going to take her a thousand years just to create another inch. Yeah topsoil that's fresh and new so there's something that needs to be done not only in our oceans yeah absolutely who's the pooch the pooch is my um funny story but uh she's a black lab that i haven't seen in years was my grandparents dog that i got for them back in the day and they've since passed and now (laughs) she hangs out here (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) her in years and i was just so happy to see her she ran up and gave me a big snuggle hug she's such a squish muffin yeah that's they know they don't forget you know sorry about the background let me oh see that's if I okay can... no worries we we we're very um things happen around here sometimes we you know i'm sometimes outside and depending on where we are we, we do this wherever we're we're working so oh, she's okay. with us now <laughs> okay what's her name Christine. Christine. <laughs> my oh my. grandfather insisted to call her a human name. Christine. <laughs> absolutely adorable. That's fantastic. Well, hi, Christine. I was telling him he couldn't do it because he was 80-something years old. And, yeah. You know, yeah, pretty much. Love. At that point, her name's Christine. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, to, to sort of to close this out, thank you for sharing all of that. It's so cool to, like, you know, I've met you and then, you know, we talked a little bit along the way and then I was like, oh, yeah. And um, thanks for reaching out, too. It was I was like, oh, yeah, let's talk because I know you're doing such cool things. And I love I love the philosophies of the company. And and I just also listeners, it's just if you have, you know, businesses and and one, you should just get a bottle because they're awesome. But like if, if you have, you know, your businesses that are looking to connect with an organization with two, three organizations like this who are doing good, um, definitely reach out. We'll have, um, uh, Logan stuff in the, in the show notes of how to get a hold of him and how to find the, the bottles and l- learn more about wild swell and all of that. But, you know, I guess if you have something, piece of advice, something that sparks you, you know, we talk about mavens being experts and like kind of how you got to where you were. Is there a, something that, is like your your little I, I'm making motions with my fingers that you can't see is that one little nugget that that you want <laughs> that you want to share with folks? <laughs> yeah, I would say that if there is a spark inside of you that feels right and is driven you to or driven by something that feels a lot like purpose, yeah, to follow that and invest in it. Invest, whether that be your time, your money, wrangle your friends into it, and they'll tell you if it's crazy or not, and you'll find out pretty quickly, I think, <laughs> uh, if you are crazy, and I'm almost certain that I am, and my friends will validate that, yep. but um, crazy in a, in a good way, and I think that uh, if you can find purpose in something that you're passionate about, follow that, because that thrives passion it, it it and passion is where real productivity in my opinion productivity and um output and good things happen with purpose and passion together mm-hmm. and uh it's 
it's hard for me to imagine saying that now when I was driven by um, an ambition to create organizations that made money for the last 15 years. And now I'm in a place where I want to create organizations backed by purpose and passion. And gosh, it turns out that they make money too. How about that? How about them apples? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thank you for that, Logan. Well, yeah. I, I appreciate you, know, you. With one last thing we've got, yeah. uh, you mentioned other companies and so on. We, we did, we did activate a really cool program, a corporate program with the bottle company, Cobo Bottles. So, you know, if uh, you or you know anyone out there that's that's looking to host an event with something customized or a, a corporate gift or something, yeah, a, a pretty cool program around that too that we're uh, pretty excited about and doing it a little different than those those other folks out there because we give back a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so we give back a lot in those projects yeah. uh, and come back to the teams mm-hmm. and show those teams uh, what impact that they've made. Awesome. I love the metric. Metrics are good always too, right? So that's awesome. And doing good. So, oh, yay. Well, you're amazing and wonderful. Thank you so much for being on, Logan. I really appreciate it. It's nice to hear your voice too. Yeah. about you. Aww. Let's speak again soon. Yes. I hope to see you on both sides sometime soon. I know. I would, I'll be happy to do a surf session with you at some point. So that'd be awesome. Yay. Do it, Okay, cool. All right. Well, everybody... That was another episode of Maven's Do It Better. Thank you. Have a great day. The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.